So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Charlie from the Small Calamities. Uh, we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh, so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? Um, well, basically, so I kind of started as a uh, folk singer-songwriter um, many years ago, and then I kind of wanted to get more into a band project. Um, so I started using the name The Small Calamities for the band that was backing me at the time. Um, and then when I met uh, our drummer, uh, Hayden, uh, we kind of merged it into more of a kind of collaborative band, less of a solo project type of thing. Um, and uh, kind of went from there, got our bassist, Christian, and um, various other people who play with us. Um, and in terms of the name, um, I've always kind of thought it's like um, when I think about the kind of subject matters that we sing about and the kind of things that we're writing about, a lot of it's smaller interpersonal things, um, kind of uh, touching on themes of isolation, things like that. But we're, we're not really singing about like, you know, large political things or like you know, major disasters. It's just the small calamities, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's not a great band name because it turns out that people have a really difficult time spelling the word calamities, oh. um, including us. So we, we've, oh, you we, know, we once ordered like a whole run of merch with our band name spelled wrong on it. Oh no. Yeah. Limited edition special merch, I guess. God damn, that hurts. That does hurt. Oh. It was our graphic designer, but like we were like, how did we not notice this? Yeah, like yeah. like you're the you're the ones that gave that okay then. <laughs> let yeah. that let that go through. God damn. God, that sucks. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Uh so congratulations on your uh newest release, uh, Moments of Impact. How do you felt the response to the album so far? It's been pretty good. It's only been out a couple days, but we've mm-hmm. heard pretty good things from people and seems to be getting a fair amount of streams on all the streaming services so that's good that's, that's awesome good. Yeah. yeah we actually got to speak about it on the uh, the podcast last night i think that was last night i don't yeah, know my days night. are getting mixed up <laughs> <laughs> and we both enjoyed it so yeah. thumbs up definitely I only have awesome yeah i saw the I, I saw that you guys uh, reviewed it did not have a chance to listen before this so if you said it was terrible i don't oh know my god we didn't no. slander it i promise no no and i'm typically the one that slanders stuff and i didn't slander all over it no it was didn't. good i enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh so what made you choose the lead single mission street uh as you know the lead single um so that the word lead single is interesting there because this this album we was not supposed to be a uh, like pandemic album right initially, but sort of mm-hmm. became one over time. And so um, that was less the lead single because we were like, ah, oh, this one's a banger. Because it's <laughs> That's always a good way to go. Definitely not. Um, but uh, more that I think that was one of the ones where when the pandemic first hit, we had already just recorded that. Um, mm-hmm. Like literally just, I think we were in the studio maybe like the week before oh, um, wow. I started closing. Um, and, uh, we realized when we were, you know, people were starting to talk about like social distancing and things like that, mm-hmm. that, man, the song feels really, the song feels really relevant to that and kind of appropriate to the feelings that people are having right now, mm-hmm. even though that's not really what we, that's, that's not like what we were thinking about when we recorded it or wrote it. Right. But, um, that it just kind of felt like the right song for the moment. And so we put that out in April of last year, um, so like right at the beginning of the pandemic we kind of mm-hmm. rushed it we kind of rushed it out and figured we'll figure out the rest of the album later so it was kind of the lead single but in a very 
very, very leading the rest of the album, which I think we didn't really start putting out a lot of other singles till um, end of last year, beginning of this year. Okay. That's valid. All right. Makes sense. Uh, is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Um, yeah. So the album name, Moments of Impact, it's a lyric in the song um, Parenthesis. And mm-hmm. I think um, for us, it's a lot about thinking about kind of nostalgia, but also like what are the moments in our lives and decisions we've made and things like that that kind of made us who we are and impact where we are right now. Um, and for the cover art, um, I think just playing into that theme, we've, we've kind of done thematically with all the different um, singles and things we put out. It's been um, like two photos uh, next to each other, two Polaroids next to each other. And mm-hmm. so the main cover art of the album is um, a photo that we took. Uh, it's a photo of me and a friend of mine um, in like 2001 when I was like seven oh. or eight years old. Yeah. Um, and then we retook the same photo at the same place um, the, right in front of the house I grew up in, which is not even there anymore, but it's uh, same street. Um, we uh, took that I think, a few months ago and kind of just wanted to capture that feeling of like, you know, nostalgia, but also like um, being in the present and stuff like that. So I think we're, we're going to take the same photo again in 20 more years. Keep it going. Oh, I love yeah, that. Keep it going. That is so, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that so much. That makes me so happy. Yeah, oh. it's, it's really, it's, I'm really fortunate because I think um, my friend, uh, her name is Michelle, who's in that photo is probably like, cause I, I'm not the type of person where like, I have tons of people I know from when I was eight that I'm still yeah. in contact with. So it's very fortunate that, um, I'm still friends with her. She was able to do that. And, um, that we have that photo even because, yeah. um, I basically, um, a few years ago did something very dumb and deleted almost all files prior to the year 2014 by mistake. Uh, yeah. And so I have very few photos of me as a kid because, um, I deleted them uh, accidentally. Mm. So that's one of the, like only like two or three that I have. And it was cool to be able to recreate that. Oh, that's perfect that that one thing still survives. You're still able to remake it and then later put on an album cover. That's yeah. that's amazing. Um, so I wanted to bring up the, the 17 tracks on the record and kind of like, what was the idea behind that? Was it just all the tracks that you had built up during the lockdown or did you like kind of go into it once you decided you were going to make a record that you wanted to make a record that long? Um more the former than the latter i think Mm -hmm. that um we had kind of some songs that we wanted to record then we kept writing during the um pandemic and then we uh also i think for us we were realizing that we were writing in the same uh kind of in the same vein as the other songs on this album and so it made sense for them to go together rather than put them out separately because Mm -hmm. i think you know our last album before this, Designer Heartache, was much more kind of synth oriented, much more kind of like killers type of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is how this one is. And I think, you know, the, the next one will be different from that. And so we felt like, you know, we the, this fits better with what we have right now. And so we're just going to keep doing it. And then, you know, uh, I think we didn't expect the pandemic to still be happening. <laughs> right yeah, now. that's fair. So, um, you know, we just kind of kept going until we reached a point where we were like, you know what, this is about an hour. It's a good length. Um, there's nothing that we really feel like we we need to cut. Oh, actually, we did we did cut one song, um, but uh, in general, we were like, yeah, we're pretty happy with how this flows and the kind of story of it, and it's long, but you know, 
what else? We don't have anything else to do. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Was there a reason why you cut that one song? Did you just want seventeen tracks? Was eighteen like the line? <laughs> a little too long. <laughs> um, no, it was. So we had one song. We, we might still put it out as a bonus track. Um, but there's a song that was called "Scrolling Slowly," and it was very kind of um, synth-driven. Um, very. Uh, basically it felt more like it belonged on the previous album and it was kind of as eclectic as this album is it was still kind of noticeably out of place and so we Mm -hmm. felt like it made more sense to to not put it on this one okay okay that's valid that's completely valid uh so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album sure um so it's kind of varied um typically especially with our last album and still most of this album um the way that it works is um all kind of come to the band with song that's pretty much already like done at least in terms of like what you would consider the songwriting part of a song so like the lyrics and the melody and then we'll kind of work out the arrangement and what we want to do with it uh, we did do more co-writing on this one too though as well um so uh for example i think one of the more popular songs in the album is called a uh, tabs i hope you get the plague um and that was uh co-written me and our bassist and um a friend of ours as well um i'm not sure if you're familiar with in in nashville there's a saying um add a word or change a word get a third right because mm-hmm. uh, songwriters you know if, if you're sitting in the room with songwriters and you and you say one word now you have a third of the song so a friend of ours um contributed basically like one lyric and uh also now has a third of that song um wow. but and then so that was that was a co-write and that one i think turned out really well and then um roaring lions uh we also co-wrote um our bassist uh is he he comes from more of like a prog prog rock kind of background so mm-hmm. he, he came and was like i wrote the song it's like but i feel like you could make it more like poppy um, yeah. so i kind of worked with him on on melodically and stuff and make kind of more of a more of a catchy sing-along sort of thing so um those okay. ones we co-wrote and then there was one that's a taylor swift song but the rest um were mainly things i kind of brought to the brought to the group mm-hmm. but so what was it like kind of switching a prog song to kind of your poppy twist to it i guess what was that process like um that was interesting um we basically we kept the we kept the chord, the body of the course is mostly the same, but we kind of added the, there's like a refrain at the end. It's like trying to do the right thing, trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's that kind of like sing along thing. And then I think the, the verses, we just generally made like slightly more, uh, slightly more melodic. It's been a while. So honestly, I don't remember exactly, but it was kind That's of like um, going through, going through what he wrote and, and really focusing on the, the melody and, and trying to figure out how to make that really poppy you know um i i study a lot of like um the kind of max martin pop the katie mm-hmm. perry t- taylor swift type of stuff um, yeah. and um there's just a big focus on like in, in every part of the song you know whether it's the verse the pre-chorus the hook whatever there's always like just tons of these little melodic moments that you know are kind of designed to get stuck in your head and be be singable right whereas i think in in if you're coming from more of like a like a prog rock background you're which I, I very much respect. It's not really my thing, but like um, it's much harder than what we do. <laughs> um, but it's 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 very you're going for a different thing, right? It's not quite the same like um, instantly repeatable type of melody a lot of the time. Yeah, you're going that for that sense. very technical bullshit instead of <laughs> you know 
making a catchy riff. Uh, so where is your headspace at uh, while you're writing this album? Uh, God, I mean, I think like everyone, it's been all over the place, right? Definitely, it's been, yeah. It's been a crazy year. And um, it, it's, I mean, a lot of it was written actually before the pandemic. So um, I guess it being a crazy year maybe doesn't impact that much. Although a lot of it was written during as well. It's kind of a little bit of both, but I think just in general, it's been, it's been a tough year. You know, we've been kind of stuck here. We, we were about to go on our first kind of big tour um, last year and that obviously didn't really happen. So it's not been the greatest, but I think um, I've been trying to keep a, keep a positive headspace and kind of focus when I'm songwriting on, on, you know, how processing the kind of loss and grief and stuff that everyone's been going through um, while we figure out how do we live in this new world. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Um, so while going through this album, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you? Interesting. Um, probably uh, it's, it's a very varied album. I would say a lot of the Front Bottoms, um, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Pine Grove I've been listening to a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, although I feel like that's maybe not as apparent an influence um, on this album. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of the Wonder Years I was listening to. I think when we when we wrote some of these. Okay. Solid. Um, uh, so this question should be super super quick, off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words: no more, no less. Describe what. The album, the album in three words for new listeners okay like the genre or just just the album in general um hold on okay mm-hmm. it's a very important question you have three words to wow. make them listen to the record yeah uh catchy email folk all right solid i'll accept that i'll accept that so what does this album mean to you? Is this kind of like a stepping stone to what you want to get to in music? Is this like therapy? What did this album do for you? It came out three days ago. <laughs> Who knows what it'll do for us? Um, it's, it's interesting. I think that it's going to be more of a stepping stone than we had hoped just because we're not going to be able to tour immediately supporting it, right? Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still going to be a while. I mean, you know, we'll see, but I'm guessing it's still going to be a while before the kind of infrastructure is really back in place for that sort of thing to happen. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's probably more of a stepping stone. I mean, we've got a lot of new listeners with it and hopefully who are paying attention to what we put out next. And we're starting to kind of think about what we what we want to record next and some other projects we're going to work on. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But um, we're hoping that, yeah, we're hoping that mainly it'll, it'll get us a little bit more exposure, get us more people listening and um, kind of allow us to pursue bigger and better things in the future. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you brought up working on some newer projects, upcoming records, stuff like that. Uh, what can you tell us about what you guys are working on? Tell us everything. <laughs> well, we, so we, we've started very, very early stage, the next like album, the next like real album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's something we we don't know too much about yet, and we're kind of rebuilding our our little project studio right now. So that's probably going to happen before we get really too in depth recording anything. Um, mm-hmm. We have a couple of other smaller projects that we want to knock out in the next few months. Um, so we're all we're all like around twenty eight. So this will be 
um, 10 years since we graduated high school. So we thought it'd be cool to go back and re-record some st- songs that we all wrote in high school. Um, yeah. so, um, we're going to be doing that, I think this month. Um, it'll be our like, you know, 10 year reunion EP. Oh. Um, then um, we've been thinking about, uh, I don't know if I should announce this. We've been thinking about uh, kind of like the, uh, like the fearless Taylor's version type of thing. Yeah. Thinking about recording like a, a small calamities version of a Taylor Swift album, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Aww. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Cause so, so she, so she really, we didn't realize she released um, fearless um, on the same day as our album, which, you know, mm-hmm. we were kind of, we were kind of hurt that she would do that to us. So <laughs> Just betray that, you. Right. So we think it would be funny if we released, you know, our version of one of her albums the same day she does. So I don't know if we're really going to do that, but it's something we've been talking about. All right. Well, okay. since she likes, since she's been surprised dropping everything, you guys have got to be ready to pull a trigger. Exactly. Yeah. At any given uh, moment. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the problem. That's why we're we. It's because it's kind of a game, right? Of like, which one do we record? Because mm-hmm. we don't know when or what she's going to do next. So yeah. Yeah. But, uh, she could drop not... one like right now. Actually, I just got right, a text that's, from that's, Taylor Swift's management. <laughs> new new album just went live. <laughs> She wants, to come on the, she wants to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's the next one, actually. Oh, my God. I would die. Sorry, we got to um, hurry this one up. We got Taylor Swift waiting. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Uh, so, where do you see the band in the next five years? Um, hopefully touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'd, we'd like to be touring, uh, kind of playing with other bands in the, in the kind of similar genres. And, yeah, we're all just getting our music out there more. Um, I know we have a lot of listeners in the Midwest and the East Coast, and those are places that we haven't really played. So we're we mainly like focus on West Coast cities. So we mm-hmm. really like to kind of get out there and be able to do more shows on the other half of the country. Definitely, you said um you know tour with other bands. Do you have any bands that you have your eyes on right now that you kind of want to like toss out there, call them out? If they're listening. Hmm. Uh, well, I know you guys just interviewed the Future Teams. We would we would really love to tour with them. I love Future Teams. So good. Good. All right. Good pick. We'll, we'll call them out. All yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so for the last couple of questions, I can shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom, boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? That double boom gave me whiplash. <laughs> uh, death row records or um, like death, like death row, like, like a meal. Like, uh, yeah. What, 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 did, what, did, what did I do? I don't. You. Um, shoplifted <laughs> oh man <laughs> what, what did i shoplift to be put i on don't know like wallet? something at the pentagon you shoplifted, something that you weren't supposed to you shoplifted take. next box at a walmart the, 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 yeah you... <laughs> the, pentagon, the pentagon gift shop yeah the pentagon <laughs> gift shop oh my god um okay last meal for shoplifting at the pentagon gift shop yep um i'll go simple i probably just have a really good steak Mm. and uh for for a drink do I, can you have alcoholic drinks on death row yeah we, we allow sure. it our yeah death for row our death cooler. row exactly yeah okay then i probably have like a pisco sour or something like that all right solid all right so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live um one fictional world i guess the harry potter world i don't know if that counts because that's that's like not a fictional world per se right 
technically like like hogwarts and like that side of the world kind of is so i count it as a fictional okay. world we also yeah. get it 50 percent of the time so we kind of have to <laughs> <laughs> what um what house are you what house am i uh probably slytherin slytherin that's fair that's fair uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. <gasps> What's your favorite color? Um, purple. All right. I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> that's a. That was an easy one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, you should check out our album "Moments of Impact." It's available now on Spotify and all the streaming services, and. We're doing a uh, doing a virtual album release concert today at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, which I'm guessing this podcast will be up after that. So you can watch a uh, you can watch us do that in the past, even though it is in the future right now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, by the time you're seeing this, all right. Solid. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Charlie from the Small Calamities, and uh, we're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>